guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin. We're sitting fresh in the playoffs right now, coming off a decisive win against the Colts, coming off a fresh new year, 2023. Guys, uh, what's your resolution this year for 2023? My resolution? Um, I don't even know if I've thought about that yet. Uh, maybe to see you guys more physically in person instead of through this little video contraption. We've been doing good on that, though. I know, but I've even seen more. You three times in December, Colin. I know more, uh, three more, more times when I've seen you yeah. in the last three months put together. I think good. Let's let's make it a habit. Dan, what's your resolution this year? I'm gonna I'm gonna take what Colin said one step further, and we're getting the band back together. Yeah, that's it. Yep. That's it. All right. That's yeah, it. we were in a band in high school. It was called Last Action Hero. We rocked it out. We did. I'm sure, with... all the everyone's heard of them. Yeah, yeah, of course. We we did our our claim to fame was we did play with this band called Taking Back Sunday. I don't know if maybe some of you guys might be familiar. An immensely famous band. We were 16 years old and we played with like a really popular touring band. It was the highlight of my high school career, other than you know, just being totally cool and awesome in general. And then sort of degrading into uh whatever I have become now. Yeah, it was a great time. Um, I, I, yeah, we have to get the band back yeah. together. In fact, we should just have Eric on soon. Um, Eric was the drummer. Yeah, Eric. Eric yeah. is the best musician I've ever met in my life. Fantastic. Knows nothing about football. But. No. Hey, he does watch the Giants, though. He does watch the Giants. He has no idea what's going on, but he 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 supports. Them, He's enthusiastic. So. Uh huh. Well, hey, man. You know, we got a got a big off season coming up. You know, there's times after the draft and between, um, you know, training camp that there's little bit of dead time we could we could reminisce have a reminiscent oh. episode get yes. two or three listeners i know your mom will be interested to hear about what we were doing in high school absolutely so other let's... than uh other than uh having daniel jones in the bathroom mm. oh we oh i'm sorry that, that has no context because i haven't debuted his new nickname yet so we'll get to that but hey guys as usual please follow big blue united facebook twitter instagram you can follow us on twitter at bbu pod boys of the z and don't forget to download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN when you sign up for stuff, promos, money, all that sort of fun stuff. I'm sure you guys like free money, right? I like it. I know I do. Yeah. Um. So, hey, let's just start off, you know, with the obvious. We're in the GD playoffs, friends. That's right. And I can't believe it. And, I, you know, the first thing opening up this podcast I want to ask you guys is, before this season started, if one of us or anybody had told you that the Giants would be sitting at nine wins with one week left in the season as the number six seed in the playoffs this year, what would you have said to them? Not not going to happen. Not true. Yeah, I would say you don't. Yeah, you're not a fan. You shouldn't be allowed to watch football anymore. <laughs> yeah, but, but here we are now, you know, I mean, yeah. I guess I guess I think what, I, what what I want... predict. I, I think I predicted like four wins. Yeah, I think you guys might have predicted like six or five. I, I think I, I that, definitely I was yeah. around seven actually, just looking yeah. at the schedule. Um, but I, I I was I was being I think very optimistic at that moment. Like, yeah. Let's not forget how god awful, like utterly atrocious they were last year. So like, bad. like unwatchable, like totally unwatchable from from the first game of the season to the last game of the season, they were pure trash. Yeah. They were running a QB sneak at the 10-yard line in their own territory at this time last year, and now we're looking to the playoffs two weeks from now. What a turnaround. Yeah, um, I 
it's funny. I think I, in retrospect, after the game was over and, and kind of ruminating on it a little bit, I realized that I didn't physically allow myself to believe that it was possible that we could make the playoffs until the moment that the clock was actually zero. I, I just, and then it happened and I was like, oh, okay. I'm seeing the Gatorade over Dable and like Shane came out on the field. They're like 25 feet in front of me. Cause yes, uh, Mr. Fancy boy went to the game again. Um, oh, Colin, tell me about that atmosphere in the stadium because I, I did, I did read a Nick Gates quote where he said it was just banging all game. Was that, was that reality? Absolutely. Um, uh, Kayvon actually said it as well, that it was electric and it, it was an incredible feeling to know that in you know, the first year in the league, he's at this level and he's, He's starting to come into his own, and this is this is the kind of fan base that's out there who's hungry for wins and hungry for some consistency and something to actually believe in for the first time in twelve years. Uh, I will throw out twenty sixteen because that was, you know, as you know, was an aberration of sorts. But yeah, it was a uh, it was rocking. It was rocking. You know what was actually uh, the most shocking part about it was it all started to feel normal again. That's the word normal. It felt normal like it was back to i love that where i love that the expectations of the fans sitting there were they were yes it was it was hopping but it wasn't insane it was controlled it was like yes this is our our place we're doing the things that we we've done in the past and we're getting hot at that right time and we have the best people leading the team to do so so yeah in short I mean, yeah, I guess the only thing I, I really wanted to, I mean, you elaborate on it. Maybe Dan, you want to elaborate, but like, how do you, how do you, how do you think this happened? I mean, the coaching, right? What, what else is there on this team that you think brought them to the playoffs? Or is it just, you know, the will of, of Brian Dable and the scheme and, and some of those, you know, lower tier free agents that panned out for the Giants, you know? Yeah, I, I think that it, <clears throat> I mean, to say coaching, it, it, it encompasses a lot of things. I think, like most obviously, the scheme and and design of both the offense and defense is entirely different and entirely modernized and optimized for the players that we have, um, and, and totally maximizing their ability. Um, but you know the stories we heard from the beginning of the season, throughout throughout the year, um, I think have have bared to be true. Sort of about the culture change and the attention to detail around people in the building and the sense of camaraderie and um, <clears throat> openness of the coaching staff. It wasn't like, you know, um, like Dave Gettleman, like no assholes allowed or whatever on, on the desk or, you know, like that, 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 uh, a clip that Colin sent, but it was also in an article I read, I think before the season started about Dable and, and his, you know, his, his approach to dealing with people that come to speak to him and about giving them full attention and, and truly valuing their time. Um, that makes a difference and people can tell, like, I don't think you were receiving that level of engagement from the previous regimes. Um, and when people deal with each other humanely and, and, and compassionately, they're going to work harder. And I think, you know, that you know, aside from having the right plays at the right time, you're also getting maximum effort from your players because, you know, they love each other to a degree and they, and they love the people that are making the decisions that they don't have a control over. And this is the connection. This is the uh, this is what we've been lacking since Coughlin left. That 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 intangible thing that you're talking about right there, Dan. And to establish that in a year, like less like in a few months, is the 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 like the unbelievable, fantastical part. Like it took 
Coughlin years and years and years to get to that level where people bought in. Either the team was so starved for any semblance of like real human interaction and respect, or you know, Dable's a magician. It's probably a combination somewhere in the middle or of both. Um, but like that's the thing. Like regardless of what happens, I think I alluded to it earlier in the season. Like I cared more about how they were playing than the results of the games. And to a degree, that's still how I feel. Like I, I say it every episode, but like I couldn't be happier with the direction this team is headed in and how we're doing it and how we're getting there. Because unless something drastic happens and some, you know, <laughs> uh, a controversy or or something side you know, derails what's what's going on in the momentum of this team, like we are headed for way better things um, than we've achieved in this miraculous season so far. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of back up what you guys are saying, I mean, do you guys remember at the beginning of the season when when we're sort of introduced to Dable and Shane and Dable has his first press conference and he's like asking everyone, oh, hey, how are you? How are you doing? And they're all taken aback by it. I mean, yeah, I think those little things you could have noticed at the beginning of the year or when they had that like first big meeting and he's like, you know, everyone that works in this building is important equally regardless of what you do, whether you take out the trash or if you're throwing touchdown passes. And I think... Dable is the kind of guy who probably knows everyone's name in the whole building. And I think those little things, Dan, that you just were mentioning are so important in building that culture and how that culture takes over almost immediately. You know, like you said, Tom Coughlin, you know, once he he eased up a little bit, you know, that's what made him success, more successful, more than being like the, you know, hard ass that he was known as. So I really do think that these guys are in tune with, you know, the newer generations and how people want to be treated in the workplace it, 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 you know, just in, in the spectrum of all society, you, you know. I was yeah. going to ask you though. Um, this this might be sort of insane, or or I'm not I'm not trying to like blow smoke up your butt, but you more so than me and Colin run a business. You're an owner. You're a person that makes decisions every day. It's like does thinking about how Dable and and this this group come in and and take over either like resonate with you or or give you something to think about how you run your business and and you know, your subordinates to with them. And, you know, Dan, it's funny you say that because it actually does, because I do oftentimes like look to <laughs> football coaching occasionally oh, for, real. Yeah. for ideas because, because it is like, it is ways to motivate people motivate, positively, yeah. you know, because you need results, but you like, I, I wouldn't take like, you know, being a hard ass. I'm never a hard ass. Like I like to nurture people and like, and like people in the restaurant industry are though. There are a lot of people that are in the restaurant business. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't like that environment. And I, and I grew I'm up. I'm saying like, that's a you choice know, you make. That's a choice. Yeah, I grew up in the restaurant business, you know, with those people. Yeah. And and I and in the moment I I became you know someone's boss that decided I never would be that way. So while you know I, you know I, I would be more of like a like a player who became a coach, I guess in the same scenario because I was like you know a bartender forever. But I think those ideals are super important, especially with like you know. People in the younger generation, people who are in their early 20s, they respond well to sort of like being compassionate and not being a hard ass. And I think that's what Dable and Shane have fostered and it's worked. And I, you know, it, it's it's been a, a miraculous sort of turnaround to witness over this year. And I, and I can't I still hold people accountable. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly that, Dan. Yeah, you yeah, you have to hold people accountable. And there is a, a the right and wrong way to do that. Kenny Gallagher. And... Oh, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Hey man, I, I, and then and then you know what? And you know what? When you have someone that you can't deal with, and you that they don't want to fit in, and you don't hold them accountable, then you ship them out, like you did with Kadarius Tony, and that's like the right thing to do. And maybe he had a good game last weekend; he might produce. But if he doesn't fit into your system, whatever your system might be, 
then it's not going to work out. You just have to move on. And, and, and I'm happy that, you know, they have the wherewithal to make hard choices because there's hard choices coming up this off season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who'd have thought, I mean, it, it had been 43 games since we scored more than 30 points and we finally did it in a, in a moment. 44 games, 43. Oh, it was 43. Yeah. And this was a, a very good, uh, very good time to do it. I think this was a, a nice way to uh, kick open the door of sorts. Frankly, if we do want to jump into next week in terms of the, the, the next thought, um, just before we go over the game, I would like to just because it, you know it's all on our sure. mind. I have no you. problem sitting certain people and then going hard with like whoever else. Like I, well, before I before before we talk about the Giants, why don't we talk about what you think the Eagles are going to do? Because I think that that kind of predicates maybe what the Giants might be thinking. So the Eagles are playing for the number one seed and the NFC East champion. So do you think they play the starters? Do you think, you know, I've, I've heard Jalen Hurts is, is ready to go, but do you force him back if he's not 100% when you, you know, you might be in the playoffs? But you also have to consider that first round buy is huge yes. for more than just your quarterback, but for everyone on your team. I mean, what would yeah. you do in that situation? It's I a mean, hard situation for a head coach. It, we we've we've sort of been there ourselves in the past in a way um you know when we played the patriots in in 2007 uh at the end of the season same situation you got to go hard with the the momentum of it going in it's very important to get hot and ride that so i think if the eagles are truly uh on that next level uh, regardless of how many wins they had during the regular season are they ready to you know get back there and do something. Um, I think a team that would want to do that would try to start their players, all their regular starters, um, at least for a good majority of the beginning of the game and see if they can put some points away and then slowly take them off. I think that's what you'll end up seeing. They'll hope for a big lead, take the starters off. Uh, if it goes to the end, I, that'll be interesting, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 there's – a bunch of different ways to do it, but you're right, TJ. Like the first round buy is the biggest advantage in like all sports playoffs because it's a one game elimination. It's not like basketball or baseball where you're playing a series. Um, you know, jump it, having that buy is a, a massive advantage. I, and I think I had like a, a stupid idea, which I don't think any team would ever do, but would be to like play like Gardner Minshew and and if things get tight, then bring Jalen Hurts in mm. <laughs> to like save it. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I think a more likely scenario um, for the Eagles, at least, would, would to probably be playing their best players and hoping to get out to a massive lead early on, especially they're going to read what the Giants are doing. And my personal opinion is the Giants shouldn't start anyone of particular key you know, nature, like Dexter Lawrence shouldn't be playing. He should have yeah. the week off. Um, you know, Daniel Jones should be playing. Anyone that's, like, nursing injury shouldn't be playing. Mm-hmm. Um it's such a like what when do we effectively get a buy like this is effectively a buy exactly um so i think the giants should be benching anyone of consequence really and if they're doing that then the eagles might also you know mm. preserve certain players if they're able to yeah I, I think that if we're if we're putting second string players in like garner Minshew should be able to handle <laughs> the giants fairly easily yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna hard disagree because I think right now you you the Giants have gone through sort of a great start to the season and then had a bit of a, a downturn and then now are playing the best football 
of the whole year. And I think Daniel Jones specifically is playing his best football of the year. And I think you have to ride that momentum and you have to, and you're playing a divisional opponent who beat you before. What better way to, to run into the playoffs than, you know, getting of the W against these guys and, and getting your guys, you know, hyped up to continue to perform at a high level um, moving into the playoffs. I, you know, I understand the concept of, of sitting guys. You don't want people to get hurt. Maybe, you know, you have like a Leonard Williams who has a shoulder. You let him sit a game. I, I get the Dexter Lawrence thing, but, you know, let these guys play. Let these guys play ball. Let them, let them go, you know, and, and the Giants are going to be the sixth seed no matter what. So I, I get what you're saying. Like, yes, sitting people could be beneficial to them to a degree, but I want – this to keep going. And I want to see Daniel Jones come out and I want, I want Jalen Hurts to start. I want them to start with the players. And I really want to want this to be another statement game for the giants going into the playoffs. They're going to get the Vikings or the Niners, depending on what goes on this weekend. And, and I'm all about the momentum and I'm all about that. You know, maybe you want to, you know, as Dable said, 2007 isn't 2023, but there are parallels to those situations. And I feel like when you are hot, just keep it rolling, man. I don't want to sit people. I really don't. Yeah, that's it's the toughest decision in NFL coaching and owning, I'd say, uh, decisions. It, it's like one of the hardest things to do, to decide on, because you have to like really believe in luck at a certain point because the injury thing is a big concern. I have no problem going for the momentum aspect of things. Uh, just... I know that's the heroic thing to do, but and and usually in the past I would say that, and I'd agree with you. But yeah, I maybe I don't know why it makes me think that uh, this is a good time to sit some people, but I don't mind losing this game. I don't. I feel like with this coaching staff, they'd be able to rally the troops enough to not make that bye week uh, a detriment to the game plan and and spirit going forward in the playoffs. That's, that's, that's a fair I point. I, I think my faith in the coaching staff to, you know, present this to the team and, and frame it and motivate them for when the playoffs come should overcome it. Like, like what they were able to get out of this team this entire season. I think that the team is capable of wrapping their brains around, you know, we're going to get healthy this week and we're going to hit it harder than we ever hit it for the playoffs. Um, I also think, you know, one of the, the strengths of the team is our scheming. Like at this point, the acclaim for Dable and, and Kafka's like offensive game plans um, has been amazing. So I think they'd be foolish to, to unveil any sort of innovations in the offensive scheme in this game of no consequence. So likely they'll likely be running a vanilla offense um, in order to you know have some tricks in the bag for hopefully playing the Vikings, which would be a very winnable game, which would be a, a dream scenario. Uh, I just think there's a lot of factors you know, it's basically all these like sort of reasonable, rational factors versus like the idea of momentum um, and like keeping like a good thing going. What I, about I stopping mind. the Eagles momentum, who has been who the cares? best team in the NFC all week, all year? I don't, and no, your division and your and your division rival. You don't think that that I mean, yes, you see the coaching staff, you know, can motivate guys. But like what's more motivating than picking up that win against a team that beats you, your, your biggest division rival, the, the number one team in your division. Do you not think that that rallies the troops? I mean, sure yes, it's it good, does. but I, the, the risk that you're taking on is massive for a game that means nothing. Ultimately, 
besides like I think I think they think right now they could play with anyone already. I don't think they need to, you know, beat the Eagles to believe in themselves. Um, I mean, do you want to see Tyrod Taylor in there? Is what you're saying, or you just want to sure. see like Joe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't care. Like, I, I I want our starters to be healthy for games that matter. Yeah, and the Eagles are uh, the defense is very physically dominating. Um, I don't want you know an offensive lineman which we're brutally thin at, and we finally have the starters in anyone to get injured like like we don't have much depth whatsoever on any side of the ball any injury is going to hurt like dory jackson like like what are you, you, know, you going to start him in this game like what, what I see, are we no i i wouldn't rush people back if you don't have to but if guys are healthy i'd say play. half the team is like you know just coming back from injury like we were not got, we have so many guys come back this week um i don't know i i, I don't there's no need argument i think i think you know, there, there's a point. You know, your point, TJ. You know, makes sense. I think that just the the pros to keeping it, you know, you know, not not playing anyone of consequence or that they're going to be a key player. I mean, I see both sides of it, it, man. I like. I, I'm I'm not like you know. I've never been in my guy. point or anything, but you know, yeah. I get I I get how the other way could work too. I just like looking at right here, right now. I just feel like right continuing, here, right keep rolling. Dude, the playoffs are so fun. Like it, it, it'd be fun to like beat the Eagles and you know cost them the buy or whatever. But being in the playoffs and winning playoff games is way more fun. The fans, the tradition, the glory. There's nothing more thrilling than college football, and it all comes down to the national championship game happening on Monday. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. And right now, new customers can bet just five dollars on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. <laughs> Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for bigger payouts with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. New customers bet just $5 in college football and $200 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Maybe, maybe before, you know, we jump, Colin, let's keep, let's keep going. Like you said, maybe before we, we jump back into the, in the game this weekend, let's like talk about the potential. So you either have the Vikings or the Colts right now, Giants, Vikings, Giants are 60, Vikings are three, depending on what happens next weekend, since the uh, Niners and the Vikings have the same record, I think it's at 12 and four, uh, those could crisscross. And I have to hundred percent agree with Dan with the point you made before that we'd much rather see the Vikings. We've had that matchup. We've seen, we can compete with them. I think that, the Niners run game is a real risk for the Giants defense being, you know, that bad against the run and, uh, you know, really rooting for the Vikings this weekend. I don't know how you guys feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that's, that's kind of how it has to be. Uh, um, I should mention Vikings playing the bears, Niners playing Arizona. So both of those games are winnable. Yeah. For both those teams, but we know so how this, this league is. what happens. What's that? They if they both win, win then the seeding remains the same. If the Vikings right. um Vikings, Vikings win, and, the Niners lose, Niners. then we get the Niners. Yeah. Oh, Vikings win and Niners lose, then we get the Okay. Um, yeah, the I, I uh um and the Niners win and the Vikings lose, I stay the same. Okay. Stay the same. Yeah, that's the only uh, scenario where we don't play the Vikings. As far I mean, it, don't it. don't quote me on that hundred percent. I, I did some <laughs> research, but I'm not a, an expert at that. No, that makes sense. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, I, TJ, I, I got a text from a, uh, fellow Oneonta guy, uh, with, um, 
the other Nick, the two Nicks, they're on one thread. I don't know if you remember Nick T, but anyway. Nick Tersh- he, yeah, Nick, Nick Tershy. Um, yeah, he, uh, Big he, he's like, any of you guys have any interest in going to to the playoff game? I'm like, yeah, I guess it depends on where it is, but don't you get tickets? Uh, it's a lottery t- for playoffs uh, it's lottery. And, and it's, and it's a way too. So, oh, okay. But if they have a playoff home game, you have season tickets, you obviously get to go, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't know that it just jumped in my head. I'm like, Hmm, could I go to Minnesota and just be a weirdo for, for you know, a- man, I, I would say that. If they didn't have that brand new awesome stadium, I'd be like, eh. But like, I bet that stadium is so cool. It'd be such right? a good experience to go there. Absolutely yeah. inside too, which is nice. Yeah. So I don't know. When I went to uh, when I went to Lucas Oil, that was like the first dome I ever went to, and I was like, oh, I could take my jacket off, and it's the winter, just chill out. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, really nice. Like as opposed to you know freezing your ass off uh, at MetLife. Every time you go, for the I kind of like it. I like I like suffering, but you know we are Giants fans. We are Giants fans. Yeah, that's a very good point. Totally. Um, we should talk about the Colts game, though. Obviously, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, clearly the most convincing win of the season. Like the Colts are bad, but you you very love bad. to see what you saw this game. Um, the most points the Giants have scored. I, Colin, you said before forty three games. I have forty four. We'll yes. fight about oh, it after oh. the podcast is over. Ooh. Um, Whatever it was, it was the last uh, last game that Eli ever played. So, mm. oh, that's sweet, actually. I yeah, like that. the the, yeah. the comeback win against the Dolphins when he uh, when he evened out is when loss, mm-hmm. which was really important to me. Mm-hmm. Actually, I really didn't want him to go down with a losing record. I mean, an even record is it's better than a losing record. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, that's pretty funny. No, I mean, um. You know, I I didn't want to jump into Daniel Jones right away because I think last week when I was listening to the pod that it wasn't on and Dan was like, we become the Daniel Jones podcast. I was like, we have and I don't want to do it. Um, But so let's talk about other things first. Okay. So I want to talk about Jeff Saturday Ugh. and the things he said about Kayvon Thibodeau. <sighs> he's, he's a classless individual. Did he not watch the replay? Uh, Kayvon never I- got up. Like he didn't, he didn't see what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> it was extended. Uh, no, I think this was a a. He did uh, that for a long time though. <clears throat> well, it was yeah. really did long. For, did it for a long yeah. time. It was really but long. This was one of those situations where Jeff Saturday was pulling the old "I have to support my players no matter what" kind of thing and put on Truth. what he put on. So that's fine. I don't hate him for that. I he might even think it wasn't even that bad, but he's got to say it. Um. Yeah, Kayvon looked a little silly. I don't care. I don't care at all. Don't give a shit. What a game he had, man. Man, yeah. he's going to be good. His rookie year has has panned out quite well. I think uh, I read a statistic where it's like if a rookie gets, you know, three to five sacks his first season, at least, then it, he's, he's projected to have double-digit sacks like at least five seasons in his career. Jesus. That's a PFF thing that I was reading the other really? day. So, you know, cool. I'm pleased, man. I'm cool. very pleased. Um, and also, I should mention that when Kayvon Thibodeau went to the sideline, he did also do this. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> good, good. You know what I want to what, what I wanted to say about this was, uh, you know, Jeff Saturday didn't bring up uh, when um, his his uh, linebacker cheap shotted Daniel Jones' head with his forearm on a slide and got a yep. penalty. Yep. So, do you really care about player safety, or no. are you just a moron? Mm-hmm. So I think you, Colin, are right about that. He's just trying to protect his uh, players verbally. Yeah. 
which is fine. Uh, he's a what bad a coach. He, he's not going to be a coach much longer, and that's going to be it. He's going to be enjoying his Saturdays and Sundays going forward. Yeah. So, Dan, one word to describe Jeff Saturday. Chance. Uh, Chance, yeah. Agreed. He does have pretty eyes, though. I, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what else? What else? What else? The game you guys want to bring up? I mean, we could obviously talk about um, Saquon Barkley had an okay game, fifty-eight yards. I think you know he had some passes that were good. Uh, Richie James, you know, came up strong. Isaiah Hodges again came up strong. Bellinger had a gr- couple great passes. I really like the, uh, the play <clears throat> calling. Um, I really yeah. love the running game. Bellinger really heating up is giving me uh, some douche chills of like. Like Colin and I were talking about how like old Giants teams are successful, got a lot out of sort of lower drafted tight ends and Kevin Boss and, and Bow, Jake Ballard. And, you know, if you can start getting 50 plus yards out of Bellinger every every week, um, that'd be tasty. Yeah. Uh, and I think you can get more because we have no receivers still. Um, yeah, feed them. Feed the hot hand. Guys Bellinger. are stepping up. Guys are stepping up. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were all about like wanting to cut Richie James a couple weeks ago after those two fumbles. But I mean, you know, he had, I think, uh, five grabs, 70, 80 yards um, touchdown. You know, they, they're really making a lot out of basically trash receivers. Yeah. I'm constantly thinking about who we could possibly pick up that's out there. And I don't think it's just there's no one out there to, to pick up. That'd be interesting. Like now? Well. I mean, how could you? I mean, yeah, you can't like anyway. Nonstop. But, like, not stop. I mean, guys yeah. are on the couch, you know, like. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the um, speaking of the play calling, I, I you were, you alluded to it, but that Bellinger play, went, which was right after a big first down, they went for another first down when there was misdirection, pitch, handoff, play action, and then all of a sudden cross field to Bellinger right over somebody's outstretched hand. And it was just like, oh, we haven't done that kind of stuff in a good long time, if at all. I don't remember that kind of stuff. It was like yeah. very herky-jerky feeling, but it like it was exactly what was needed in that moment and getting down yeah. to like the 12 or whatever it ended up being. It was uh, – I, I have to talk about how, how insanely hot it was uh, at the game. It was just, you know – New Year's Day, and and I'm hot. I like my dad has sunscreen on his face. He's like, "Did you put any on?" I'm like, I lied and said yes. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, you look a little red. Uh, not more than usual. I always have a pinkish hue. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it was like it was it was New Year's Day, and it was hot, and it was weird, and like I had to take a a, a layer off at halftime until the sun went down, and everything about the day just felt uh, surreal, really. Um, we, we were able to, I'll just talk a little bit just for a second, a little tangent. We walked right near where the training center is like that parking lot. Never really walked over there before whole different world. We took like a big, the the quest diagnostic center. Yeah. Like the parking lot right next to it. You can literally go up to the fence and look in where they practice outside. And it was cool. It was just like, all right, cool. We have a little time ahead and ahead of going into the stadium. So let's do that. And went in, walked around a bunch, got some knishes. It was great. Mm, I need a Kanish. Yes, yeah. those Kanishes. Yeah. They're different now. They're like Artisan. Artisan <coughs> Kanish? Yeah. That'll be the name of the next band. Or or the episode. That'd be the, that's <laughs> going to be the, the name of the next great Giants wide receiver. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I, I have to bring up the uh, this text I got. I, Colin was involved where it was like the best names in college football. And there's a guy... 
Um, let me let me let me see where it plays. But his name is M O H Mo. Last name B I L I T Y. Mobility is this guy's name. Stop it. I'm not kidding. Mo I hope ability. he's I hope, I hope he's 350 pounds and North North Texas. He's a freshman. Uh what's his position? DT. You don't say Please. his position. Don't Please, say his DT. position. What kind of last name is Billity? Mo Billity. <laughs> There's also another guy named Bumper Pool. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. Bumper Pools. I love Bumper Pool. Summer the, day camps the, the best first name was DeColdest. Oh yeah, love that's it. That's a that's a great. That's like that's like a football name. Like yeah. I've never heard a better football name. Mobility like a fo- though, football movie name almost. Yeah. All right, so we'll we get, get this part. Now uh, you do Daniel Jones now. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, might as well just jump right into it. Actually, can I, I? I just I wanted to read something that I thought was very interesting. Over five games, the seventy-four percent completion percentage, a thousand and forty passing yards. 257 rushing yards, eight total touchdowns, and one interception. That's Dan. Like it doesn't seem right. How many passing yards? A thousand forty. And that's five games. Yeah. That doesn't seem right from my memory, Uh, but I'll believe you. It's how do you get to a thousand four? All right. Um, we did have three hundred. You did have three hundred yards one game. You probably yeah, yeah. hit two. Two. Yeah. I mean, it makes it, it makes sense. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, this game yeah. nineteen twenty four one seventy seven two TDs eleven carries ninety one yards another two TDs four touchdowns total. Um. And I and I and I know last week you guys you know and I agree with what Dan was saying that we wanted to see him you know throw over for three throw over three hundred yards again. He did hit multiple touchdown passes, multiple touchdown runs. I think given the game plan that they were running. I I'm, I'm not gonna be upset that he didn't hit 300 yards passing because I think the the idea was to run the ball. Yards. He yeah. ran for 90 he yards. For 90 yards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it it's gonna be hard for me right now to sit here and and I think four weeks ago on this podcast I said I was out on Daniel Jones and I might be wrong. <laughs> I might be. I might have been wrong. I might have been wrong. And while I'm not gonna sit here and say that I I think he deserves you know a long term contract or anything of that nature. In my mind, the last two weeks, he he's earned coming back another year, at least. At least. I would prefer a two-year deal because I think the franchise tag is too high. Um, yes. I've seen I've seen 40 up to 45 million. I don't know if that's accurate because I've also seen around 32 million, but I've read a few articles about Lamar Jackson. Um, 45 million they said it was gonna take a franchise him. I think they said much to do with Deshaun Watson's horrible deal the Brown signed. They're, yes. Yeah, uh, fifty-five million a year. I think that's two million for every uh, sexual assault allegation. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, listen, I think I think the franchise tag. You know, Colin, I think last week you were you were talking about that a lot, and I, I think it's too high. I think I think the better option for in my mind is the transition tag, which plays out to be um, the top ten of. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the the culmination of the top ten salary, the average of the top ten salaries rather than the top five brings this number yeah. down does give teams an option to match a deal or offer him a deal and then gives the giants the option to match that deal as well. So while you're also locking him up, you're getting an an idea of maybe what he's going to get in free agency. So I think that gives them sort of a, a way to do both at the same time. 
I think your 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 risk here is alienating him, Daniel Jones. Um, but I do think he wants to be back. I do think he likes the Giants. So I don't think that that risk that is inherent with other players might be here, might be with him. So while the franchise tag, I think, is there, I think maybe you're Saquon Barkley franchise tag, and I think you are transition tag Daniel Jones. On the other side, um, I think, you know, a two- to three-year deal, 20 to $25 million a year. And, and I'm into that right now. I really am, and I think he's proved it. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh... Dan, I want to I, I know more about Dan right now after this game because – you're the one, I think you and I have been more the Daniel Jones haters. Not that Colin has necessarily been a Daniel Jones supporter the whole season, but I've, I've been a bit more wishy-washy than you have, Dan. So I'm curious, like, has this game shown you anything else that you needed to see? Yeah, for sure. Like, <clears throat> I, I, the running's great. I, I still don't think it's, like, something you want to depend on for him. Uh, the ability there is good. There were some design runs, which was nice. The things that were more encouraging to me was sort of his quick decision-making and sort of, you know, trusting the play and, and you know, and just putting it out there, taking the shot rather than delaying and whatever, just, you know, attacking more. Um, he had another, that another that touchdown pass to Hodges, I think. It's Hodges or Richie James. The one where he stepped up in the pocket and, and sort of rolled out right after – climbing the pocket that, Richie James, uh, Richie that was, James, yeah. James one. you know that that's like a replica of what he did another week and if he gets comfortable doing that that's massive he he has never sort of exhibited that ability or, or confidence uh in the scheme before um because usually he would he would flush out and just, just roll roll outside and take a loss or, or throw it away um so I think that's a huge development for his game um you know I still, I agree with you guys. Like, I don't think there's like a solution waiting for us in the draft, um, especially where we're going to be picking now. Um, and I don't think there are better options out there. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, keeping him on the, on the team for a short-term deal sounds great. I'd still would like him to see, like to see him do it. You know, in the playoff game, like whether or not I'm not saying he has to win it, but. Uh, you know, perform at a high level again, because it seems like something's clicking, but I like want to be sure, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like something's clicking in the offense and the way he's approaching the team and, 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 you know, just his, his style's evolving a little bit, which I think we've been saying for the past three years is like, it just seems like nothing has changed. And I think there's something has changed in the, in the past, like four or five games. Um, so if he, if he can do it again, you know, play another, you know, best game of his career, he did, two best games of his career in a row, do it again, th then I feel way more confident going into, into the next season. Interested to see the kind of weapons they put around him. Um, it'd be super exciting. Um, again, I, I don't want the 10-year contract for him. I don't, I don't think that's the answer. I don't think anyone's saying that. But um, be interested to see what like the numbers look like for a transition tag. Uh, Wait, so how many – so you can, can you franchise a player on offense and defense, or do you only get one what, – what, what does franchise tag work? On you get one franchise tag for any player on your team. You could also get one transition tag for anyone on your team. There's also like another weird one. I think they used it on Marcus Golden a couple of years ago. I'm not exactly yeah. sure. There's some like <laughs> weird nuances in salary and you know those tags that I think. Uh, so what what would you do for so Dexter rarely Lawrence used. then? Well, Dexter Lawrence just pick up his fifth year option at this point. You don't have to resign him right now. Yeah. He okay. he had yeah. Um, or they did. Well, he was drafted the same year Daniel Jones was right. He was. So they already picked up his fifth-year option. So he's on contract next year. He's going to get 
uh, I don't remember what it is, but it's not top five. It's like top 15, I think is the uh, fifth year option uh, of salaries. Top 10, yeah. top 15. So he's our on contract. So you're going into this off season, I think, you know, maybe we, we, the other episode talked a little about, we're going to have so much cap space. The cap is projected to move into like 220 million. John should have about 60 million in cap space. So, you know, if you get Daniel Jones for 2030, and then you have $30 million to get yourself a wide receiver, or sign your draft picks and, you know, cut Kenny Galladay, give you another 15 million, um, whoever else, you know, roster moves you want to make. But I think the most important point that you made, Dan, is I don't think there's anybody else out there, Sands, you know, Lamar Jackson coming to the Giants that are going to make them a better team next year than, than, yeah. than, than Daniel Jones. And he's familiar with the offense. He's going to work with them again. They're only going to progress, and he's only getting better. As, as all the things you just said, I think, make a ton of sense oh, to this team next year. I, well, I just want to put one thing to you, TJ, that I, I put to Colin last week. Like, the sort of re- revelations around – good coaching and like we see with Brock Purdy or like Jared Stidham like this week with the with the Raiders. Um like don't give Josh McDaniels what, any credit. <laughs> I guess I guess not. But um yeah but like like something like just like I think we, we all believe that that Dable and Kafka are are excellent coordinators and it just takes competency. Um like is 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 that a concern at all for Daniel Jones that you know, he's just realizing the potential of this offense in a way that like anyone can come in and facilitate it with a degree of like competency. I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, it doesn't seem like that to me. Like, I feel like he's, um, you know what he's doing? It, it's like an avatar when he, when he takes his tail and he puts it into the, the plants uh, thing and then they yeah, go yeah, together. Yeah. And Never, just, like, I haven't seen it. Don't, don't stop spoiling it. <laughs> not the new one. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like avatar world is all like that. You'll see. Um, I, I, it, yes, the, the two year deal is the ideal situation. I think what, uh, the direction that, that, uh, Shane's going to go in with it because of all the situations that we're, that we're dealing with right now and how he's been looking this last game. It, it was such a big difference from how I felt last week to now. So yeah, last week I was all about franchise tag, franchise tag. This game said transition tag to me. Uh, I forgot that. Um, well, not even franchise. Ah, no, I, I mean, it's signing does make the most sense. The I last like. two games made me think two, two to three year deal. But yes, yeah, you, well, you, you keep you keep him next year. At yeah. this point, you keep him next year. Whatever you have to do, you keep him next year. I, I'd, I'd say two year deal. Not whatever you have to do. Not with an option for three. Not automatically three. If you get a favorable two year deal, you can. If things go bad, you can trade him. I mean, Let me go back, Dan, to, to what you asked me. Um, what, yeah. what I do think in that situation is that if I'm Daniel Jones, I am taking the most money I can from whoever I possibly can next year. And that I have played I have played very well at, towards the end of the year. I brought my team – I brought my shitty team with my shitty offensive line, my shitty wide receivers to the playoffs. Um, whether or not it was me – I can my agent can make an argument that it was to a team and and I will go and and make the most money I can. That being said, um the Giants have options to not let him do that. And I don't know what that free agent market looks like for him. And I mean, there seems to be a bit of a quarterback hungry teams out there. I mean, what do you think like the New York Jets would do for Daniel Jones? Do you think the New York Jets would give Daniel Jones 7 years and 150 million dollars? 
Probably. They might. Uh, <laughs> they might. Yeah, maybe. Um, there, there are plenty of teams like the Broncos. Um, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of teams. It, it, it's just, I, I, I'm not good enough to evaluate his his skills like on like a comparative basis. You know, is it is it that he's just doing what he's supposed to in a great system now? Uh, he's obviously playing better than he than he has previously, um, but. I don't know. It was just an interesting thing. Like, I, I feel like, like when you have great systems now, we're seeing it more and more, like, you know, great offensive minds are bringing the best out of, out of their teams, regardless of who's playing quarterback to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, um, like, I mean, to, 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 to elaborate, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, if you don't have the coaching change that we had this year, then you don't see this Daniel Jones, but right. I mean, how many times, you know, in your life can you you learn and, and take those skills elsewhere? You know, maybe he's stifled by the previous regimes. Maybe, you know, he's been awakened and opened up. And then I think a lot of times when you're a franchise quarterback who's going to receive that deal, then you're bringing a lot of your offensive mind to that. So perhaps he has learned a lot to continue his success elsewhere, even without the people that implemented yeah. the scheme. Because if you're going to go go somewhere, and I think that a lot of teams are doing like the more – you know, younger offensive minded sort of coaching that you can take your ideas to that team and, you know, potentially influence the offense as well. So, I mean, all of those things are, you know, positive for Daniel Jones's career. Um, whether or not he's a New York giant next year, I don't know, but I think that it would be beneficial for us, at least if you're going to bring out a project to replace him at some point, I don't know. It's a hard, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. <laughs> talk about it all. Yeah, year. The, 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 all team, the team still has, massive holes and, and massive talent gaps. Like no, no one's saying that this team is all of a sudden like good. Um, they're just optimized really. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, people saying like ability at quarterback for a year or two while you build out the rest of the team would be, I agree. Great. And then, and, and then once you, yeah. once you have your well, team oh, well, that, set, then yeah. you bring the quarterback in and then you raise them up. You know, people want to talk about, you know, drafting Anthony Richardson in the first round. I'm like, you know, we should be looking at cornerback linebacker, you know, interior offensive line, wide receiver, you know, those are far more important. Quarterback is all of a sudden like not as much a position to need for the New York Giants as it was, you know, five weeks ago. What I will say about Daniel Jones and his play, and I thought of this after the game, this was like my one thought. And I think I, I made this like analogy early on in the season, but I, I think now he's like squarely in like the Alex Smith zone. I feel like he is – Playing really, playing really well, playing in this within the system really well has the ability to take your team to the playoffs, maybe win a couple of games. But I, um, you know, not not, I still don't think he is like um, like an X factor. You know, you're like you know like a, a true quarterback that'll like put fear into like defensive coordinators. I think and, our offensive coordinators make the defensive coordinators fearful, but and, I don't think. He himself, and that's why this is a perfect time for him to keep having people think that about him. Yeah, instead of being like maxing out at top fifteen quarterback, I think he could max out at like eleven. Maybe. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not even thinking about next year. I'm thinking about the next couple of weeks. I think that's the most important thing that we're uh, we need to round it back to. This is a spot we haven't been in. I yeah, to 2016, sure. I don't know. That doesn't even feel real. That feels like something that was uh, thrown in our face like a piece of meat and then taken away real quick. I think this feels a little different. Um, oh, it's going to be fun. It, house money. 
Let's go. I like that house money. By the way, Dan, where does Kirk Cousins rank in huh. the quarterbacks of the NFL? I don't know. 17? 17. Kirk Cousins is 100% a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. What do you mean? Like Name name 10 quarterbacks. Are, or like, no, no, name 10 quarterbacks I mean, I mean, like, if, if, you're starting a, if you're starting a franchise right now. No, I'm talking about right right now. Right today. today. Who do you want starting for your team right now? Today? Uh, Would you rather have yeah. Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins? Probably Justin Fields, yeah. The, it's wrong. It's just objectively wrong. <laughs> what do you mean? No, like, are, are, like, you're like, like I, I, I'm just, I'm just bringing up like last week's podcast. You're like, he could be as good as Kirk Cousins. Daniel Jones could be as good as Kirk, as Kirk Cousins. I was like, well, then great. <laughs> Should keep signing him to Kirk deal. Cousins is a top 10. You think Kirk Cousins is a top 10 if quarterback? Kirk, if Kirk Cousins could perform um, like he does at 1 p.m. on a meaningless Sunday in the middle of the year in primetime and in the playoffs, he would be, you know, top five quarterback in the NFL. I don't know. I think that's an insane statement. Is it? <laughs> Is yeah. it? yeah. Well, dude. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's it's funny because they're similar in that sense. They play, I mean, so far, they play <laughs> well in games that aren't, uh, at least as of recently, um, not so important. So they have to prove that they can do it in the bigger spots. And you know, let's hope that Kirk Cousins uh, looks like absolute dog shit if we end up playing. Yeah, he that. will. That's what. I, that's why I want to play the Vikings so bad because he's going to suck in the playoffs because he he can't he's perform. The top 10 quarterback? He can't. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, saying, well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Well, okay, who who is the antithesis of Kirk Cousins? Is Eli Manning, right? I guess so. Eli Manning was always good in the clutch, always good when it was important. But during the regular season, he wasn't always a star or wasn't always putting up numbers. He'd often throw interceptions constantly. I mean, if you want to sit here and tell me you didn't talk shit about Eli his entire career for those reasons, of course we did. We all did. But I'm saying that when it was important, much like the Giants defense this year Mm. is much like Eli Manning. When it is important, Eli Manning stepped up and made it happen. Kirk Hunt is the opposite of that. When it's yeah. important, he completely falters. But during the regular season, you know, can throw Justin Jefferson. I, gu- I guess it helps you have the best receiver in the league on your team. But, you know. Sure. Kirk he'll, Cousins, he'll throw four, touch, four touchdown passes in 300 yards every game. Yeah. Guess what? Kirk Cousins is the new Tony Romo. That's who he is. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes. Exactly yeah, the same more, quarterback. More like that, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't Tony even know. Tony Romo's more talented, though, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tony he was better. He was better. He could create. He had a better arm. He had a higher yeah. ceiling, but he never. Well, that's he why I, I don't even want to put Jones in in that same category for the sole fact that they're like very different quarterbacks. Even like those two and him are very different. But I, mean, I know what you mean. Com- with the most comparable quarterback to Daniel Jones in the NFL is sort of like Lamar Jackson, and they're like not even that close. Yeah, <laughs> they're not very close. Dude. No, but really, I mean, if you if you look at the numbers, like Lamar Jackson doesn't have you know those. He had the the MVP year is is an aberration in my mind. He's a very good quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know, he's not gonna he's not throwing for four thousand yards every year, but he's definitely rushing for a thousand. Daniel Jones, I mean, I think has almost seven hundred yards. He's he's like Lamar Jackson light, I guess you could say. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. 
Oh, is that bad? I didn't like mean it like that until uh, after yeah. I said it, and then it sort of hit me that that might have been. Like, Did you say light? A or little white? bit racist. I said light. <laughs> well, I said light, not white. Yeah. That did hit you. All right. Well, the Big Billion Dollar Podcast is canceled. Uh, <laughs> it's been fun, guys. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Jeez. Ah, I can't believe where this is where we are, and I hate that there has to be another game played to end this season. This Sunday, I wish we were going right into the playoffs. That would be great. Agreed, agreed. But I'm going to watch just the same. And I, and this is why. I mean, you know, maybe what's right is to sit people, but I think we've always talked about wanting to be entertained. And you know, yeah. it says on our on our uh, our page, you know, podcast for by the fans for the fans. Mm-hmm. Let's see them starters. Yeah. Let me see Daniel <laughs> Jones have another another really good game. That's what I really want to see. That's why I want to see everyone play. Yeah. But before I forget, because it, I, I would be remiss not to, to share this, when um, it looks like the music director r- director of the stadium, uh, the PA system, has a liking for uh, Richie James because uh, I heard Rick James played over the loudspeaker multiple times when he had first downs. And I, I don't remember the last time a player of ours had his own song. So... That's, Super freak. Yeah, exactly. So that's. I want just, to call him he's just like normal James. freak, though. Normal freak. Oh uh, yeah, normal. Uh, yeah, normal freak. I like that. He's like he's like uh, definitely. I mean, everyone in the NFL is freakishly athletic, but he's not like you know, Miles Garrett or anything. He's just like normal freak, median freak, average freak, average freak, like average it. freak, freakish. Um. But yeah, I mean, just to touch on, uh, I'd also be remiss to say that Landon Collins, hey, he's back. Oh, how did we not bring up Landon Collins? Well, this is a good way to end this, I'd say, because he's stepping up right when he needs to. He's taken a role on that in the past he didn't have the humility for. He's taken it with both hands now, and he's kicking ass to Pun intended. By the way, the the only player on the Giants roster the last time they made the playoffs. Yep. That's wild. And, you know, I saw his dad there. He was taking pictures with everybody with his jersey that said Landon's dad, number 21. Uh, he's actually bigger than his son. So that was cool. So It made me so uh, happy when he when he scored that touchdown because I was just looking at him, slapped the fans. And in my mind, I was like, oh, he's so happy to be back here. So happy to be back in blue, you know? Yeah. And I, think he, and I feel he really good for is. him because he got paid, like, super hard in Washington, too. So mm-hmm. he just, like, you know – Maybe he didn't have the career he thought, but he, you know, he was an all pro at one point. He got a the fattest contract of safety he ever got. And now he's back uh, at home, you know, scoring touchdowns. Yeah. Going to the playoffs. And I saw I saw both of those touchdowns that he scored for the Giants. The other was in London. What's Jabril Preppers doing now? Uh I, he's not in the league anymore, is he? Uh <laughs> I'm 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 Googling him right now. It's just because he was his replacement, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to guess that he plays for the Patriots. Still, hmm. Okay, good. I'm glad. Good for him. Yeah, I'm happy. Happy he's making money. Mm-hmm. Kick him yeah. down. Uh, anything else tonight, guys? Ah, uh, I guess uh, we'll we'll see how four uh, four twenty five on Sunday works out. It'll be interesting to see what the starters are. Look, looking forward to it. I hope it's entertaining. I hope it's not a dread fest, but I'm fine with sitting everybody too. So, you know how I feel. It'll be fun until someone gets injured. Exactly. 
oh man, no one's getting injured. We're going to no. go in. We're going to win this game. We're going to trounce the Eagles. I'm going to talk some shit to uh, the Eagles. By the way, I don't know. You guys don't live in New York City, but everyone is an Eagles fan, by the way, now. You walk down the street. Weird. You can't walk down the street without seeing an Eagles hat. That's Eagles, so lame. Eagles shirt. Everyone's that's, all about it. That's so lame. Makes me sick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, regardless. I, I don't care what happens next weekend. I just want to, you know, I want to live my life in a happy way. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's smart. All right. Anyway, thanks guys for listening tonight. Uh, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow us at BBU Pod Boys with a Z on Twitter. Don't forget to download the DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. Do some parlays on the Giants-Eagles game. Uh, Jalen Hurts, negative 10 yards. Daniel Jones, 10,000 yards. There you go. We're back Thanks up. for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening tonight. Take care.